Hello, and welcome to another episode of the How to Save Your Marriage podcast. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. I hope that you're having an amazing day and enjoying life. This week was especially awesome for me because I had an extra day off because it's a Memorial Day holiday. Now, of course, I did spend time with my family and friends, and it was really nice because I had that extra time to spend with family and friends. So I hope you guys took that day to relax and think about the sacrifice that the soldiers over here in America um, made for us, and that you spent that day relaxing with family and friends. Last week on the podcast, we discussed whether or not you should have opposite sex platonic friends if you are married. So here are some of the reasons why I said that you should not have opposite sex platonic friends if you are married. And this is what we discussed in the podcast. Number one, your spouse can have trouble trusting you. Number two, this could cause you to be unfaithful, either physically or emotionally. And the reason I said that is because, you know, with friends, you spend a lot of time with friends. And when you spend time with friends, you can either tell them things or say things to them. You have your own little jokes and your own little quirks. So that's why when you have friends with the opposite sex, um, there can be problems because you can either be unfaithful to your spouse physically or emotionally. It can cause problems in your relationship, of course. Either you could put your friends before your spouse or cross boundaries that should not be crossed. Number four, I've already mentioned this one, you can, ca- you can cross boundaries in your marriage. And not just cross boundaries in your marriage, you can also have distrust in your marriage because your spouse can have a hard time trusting you. Now, I did say that if you and your spouse talked about it and you decided that you it was okay for you to have an opposite sex platonic friend, that you and your spouse should come up with some boundaries on how to handle this situation and that that friend should be aware of those boundaries and respect them. And if for any reason your spouse felt that there was a problem or didn't feel safe with the relationship that you and your friend had, that you should break it off. But those were just some of the things that we talked about. So if you want to learn more about opposite sex platonic friends in your marriage, then click the link below in the show notes to listen to the full episode of the podcast. Now, before we get into this week's episode of the podcast, here is a word from one of our sponsors. What if I could tell you the number one reason you are struggling in your marriage? Hi, my name is Kiana W. Mitchell, and I am a singer, songwriter, relationship coach, and podcaster, and I have been where you are in my marriage. I know how frustrating it can be to put in so much effort and not see your marriage get any better. I know what it's like to read relationship books and try all of these different marriage strategies, only to see it not pay off. It wasn't until I discovered that the answers I was looking for was not found in books, but that the solution to my marriage problems was with me the whole time. It finally dawned on me that I needed to work on myself instead of trying to change my husband. Once I began working on myself, I began to understand how some of my actions and reactions were contributing to a lot of the chaos in my marriage. Even though I was not the only person responsible for the problems in our marriage, I had to admit that I was a part of the problem. If you would like to begin improving your marriage and working on yourself, then my three-day marriage boot camp is for you. Here is what you can expect to learn during this three-day event. Day one, you will learn how your thoughts have the power to make or break your marriage and what you can do to take control of your thoughts and your actions. Day two, we are going to discuss some of the reasons why you are doing what you're doing in your marriage and why it's not working and what you can do now to immediately change the negative dynamics in your marriage. Day three, 
On day three, you are finally going to be able to identify your emotional triggers. And then together, work on ways to deal with these triggers in an emotionally healthy way. Okay, I know all of this sounds like a lot of work, but if you ever want things to change, then you have to put in the work. If you're looking for a quick fix, or you're trying to change your husband, then this three-day marriage event is not for you. The three-day marriage boot camp is only for individuals who are willing to invest time, money, and effort to change their marriage. Why should you listen to me? In addition to being a relationship coach, I have a master's degree in counseling psychology, and I have a lot of experience working in the mental health field. I also have been on numerous podcasts talking about how it's possible to improve your marriage while working on yourself. The cost of the three-day marriage boot camp is only $27, and I guarantee that what you will learn will help you transform your marriage right now. If you choose to make an investment in your marriage by attending the three-day marriage boot camp, then you will have access to live coaching, one-on-one coaching as needed, daily homework assignments that will help you understand more about yourself and your marriage, and replays of all the coaching sessions for the weekend. Once again, I know all of this sounds like a lot of work, and believe me, it is. But I guarantee you that if you attend the three-day marriage boot camp, you will begin to see positive changes take place in your marriage. I can't wait to meet you, and I am looking forward to having you in the program so that together we can begin working on your marriage. Click the link in the show notes to sign up for the three-day marriage boot camp. Today on the podcast, we are going to talk about how you can rebuild trust in your marriage. Now, there are many reasons why couples may need to rebuild trust in their marriage or relationship. Some reasons may include infidelity, trauma from previous relationships, mismanagement of money, constantly being lied to in the relationship, or constantly lying to someone else in the relationship. Words and actions don't match up. Now, these are just some of the few reasons why you may need to rebuild trust in a marriage, but there are a lot of reasons why people have trust issues. And I can't go into them all, but there are many reasons why people have trust issues. So if something I said or even mentioned is not one of the reasons you may have trust issues, then that is okay. That is fine. There are many reasons why people may have trust issues in their marriage or relationship, and I did not have time to name them all. Now, if you find out that you are having trust issues in your marriage, it's important to work on it immediately. Like I always say, it's easy to break trust, but it's not always easy to rebuild trust. And sometimes, even after you rebuild it, it you never get that trust that you had a originally you know it's like you never get that initial trust it's always going to be something like well i don't know how can i trust this person so if you're in a marriage trust is vital to continue to having a healthy relationship so if you are doing something or have done something that is taking the trust away from your spouse or that has destroyed the trust that you once had in your marriage then it is possible to begin to rebuild that trust that you once had Now, I'm not going to say that it's going to be easy because it's not. Let's just say that up front. It is not going to be easy. It's not going to be a situation where you're just like, hey, I'm sorry. Um, Can you trust me again? It's not going to be anything like that. But it is possible to rebuild trust in the relationship. 
And I know you're wondering, how can I do this? Well, here are some things that you may want to try to do to help rebuild trust. And a lot of these things that you're going to be doing are going to be difficult because it may not be in your character to do or it may not be something you're used to doing. But it's going to take a lot of change and it's going to take you changing to rebuild that trust in the relationship. Number one, the first thing you should do if you have broken the trust of your spouse is stop doing whatever it is that broke the trust of your spouse. Yeah, I know. It's really easy, huh? It's like if you're doing something that broke their trust, then stop doing the thing that broke their trust. So whether you broke their trust with overspending or overeating or lying about paying bills or having an affair or constantly seeing someone that they don't feel comfortable with you seeing, whatever it is, I don't know. But whatever that thing is that broke the trust of your spouse, stop doing it. And this is for like normal situations, okay? Now, I do understand and recognize that there are some relationships and people are in relationships where they're with an abusive person or a controlling person and that person is trying to control everything that they do under the guise of, I don't trust you, it's your fault, I don't trust you. I am not talking about any relationship like that because if you are in an abusive relationship or in a relationship that is emotionally damaging to you because of all of these controlling issues, then I would advise you to leave that relationship and step away from that relationship because it's not healthy for you physically or emotionally. But if you're just in a regular relationship and you found that trust has been broken in your relationship, um, and if you're the person who's breaking that trust, then you need to stop whatever it is that you are doing to break the trust of your spouse. The next thing you need to do is tell your spouse what you are going to do to change and then do it. I have heard so many people apologize like, oh, I'm so sorry, it'll never happen again. And guess what? It happens again. Why does it happen again? Well, it happens again because you don't have a plan of action. You don't know what you need to work on to ensure that it doesn't happen again. It's something that you have to kind of think about. Like, if you were going, if you were trying to save money, right, how would you do it? Would you just say, I'm going to save money and expect to save it? No. You would sit down, look at your bills, look at your budget, see how much each month you can save, see what you need to pay off, and how much you can save. And that is how you save money. It's not something where you're just like, hey, I'm going to save money and then expect to do it. So if that is how what you have to do to save money, you have to plan, you have to do the same thing when it comes to changing and not doing whatever it is that you did that broke your spouse's trust. So if you find out that you broke your spouse's trust because you overspend and he comes home and bills aren't paid and things are happening, then what you need to do is say, I'm sorry, I know I broke your trust. I'm really sorry. I It won't happen again. I'm going to do this, 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 that, and the other to make sure that it doesn't happen again. And then make sure it doesn't happen again. But they need a plan of action. And not just a plan of action. And not just your promise and your words that said, I'm going to change. They need to see real change. So in addition to having a plan of action, it's very important for you to actually change and do something different. So that's another thing that you need to do if you find that you have broken the trust of your spouse. Another thing that's helpful is do not set a timeline to rebuild trust and just take it day by day. Now, this can be hard because, you know, when you break something, you immediately want to fix it, like, I'm sorry. And it's hard, especially if the person is mad at you or still showing that they don't trust you. But here's my advice. 
Do not set a timeline. These things take time. And remember, I said earlier, it's easy to break trust, but it's going to be hard to rebuild it. So expect that this is going to be like an uphill battle, an uphill climb, and that it's going to take some time. It's not going to happen immediately, but it will happen eventually, or it can happen eventually. So instead of trying to say, well, they should trust me. It's been three months. How come they don't trust me? Just calm down. It is okay, okay? It's going to take some time. So just take it day by day, every day. Just keep doing whatever it is that you're doing to let your spouse know that you are changing. And here's the important thing. is The important thing about it is that you have to change because you cannot stop doing what you did to break their trust if you don't change. So don't set a timeline to rebuild trust. Just take it day by day. And each day, let them see that you are changing. Another thing that is helpful is to identify the reason why you did what you did to break their trust. Think about it. If you don't know why you did that behavior, then you're not going to know how to stop it, how to change it, because you don't know what you did or why you did it. So identifying the reason why you did what you did to break their trust is important. Let's say you had an affair on your spouse and you're like, well, I did this because I was feeling lonely and I felt like he or she wasn't listening to me. There you go. That's the reason. Now, I'm not saying that is that is right or that what you did is right. But if you identify the reason that is because you were feeling lonely, you felt like your spouse wasn't paying attention to you, then you know that when you get that feeling again, when you get that feeling in the future, that you cannot go and have an affair. You'll know that's not the thing to do. And you can get the help that you need from a counselor or a coach to help you see, okay, so when I'm feeling this way, this is what I I tend to do. This is what I gravitate, gravitate toward, but this is not what I need to do. So you'll know what it is. Um, let's say you have a problem with mismanaging money and your spouse doesn't trust you in that area. So you may recognize one day or be able to identify that, hey, um, I spend money when I'm feeling sad or anxious or upset. So then you'll know when I'm feeling this way, I have to do something else to find another coping skill and I can't just go and spend money. Or maybe you don't tell your spouse something because you are afraid they're not going to listen or respect you or whatever the case may be. So once you recognize what the problem is and what's going on inside of you and why you're doing these behaviors, then it's easier to change them because you know why you're doing them and you're able to find healthy coping skills to deal with the reason why you're doing the thing that you did that broke your spouse's trust. The next thing that's very important, like you cannot rebuild trust if you don't do this. You ready? Okay. That is change your behavior. So if you don't change your behavior, all the apologies in the world are not going to work. And if you continue to just apologize, if you continue to like do the behavior, apologize, do the behavior, apologize, break their trust, apologize, and never change, your marriage is going to be destroyed. You might as well just give it up. Your marriage is not going to work. So if you broke your spouse's trust, it's important that they see that you are changing. And so it's not enough just to apologize. Of course, that's good. That's a good start. It's always good to start off with an apology. But you have to change the behavior and not do it again. So that's another thing that's important to do is change your behavior. Be open and transparent with your spouse moving forward. So if you broke your trust with money, let them see your bank account. Let them know the bills that you guys are paying, have to pay, and are paying. And let that be a way for them to know 
that they can trust you. If you had an affair, it's important for them to know that they can trust you. So maybe you guys together come up with some guidelines and some boundaries. And it doesn't have to be forever, but just for the time being until they feel like they can trust you again, they may want to see your phone on a weekly basis or know who's texting you or whatever. It's important that you rebuild trust because if they see that they can trust you and you're showing them their text messages and you're letting them know who's calling you or whatever, then they can see that they can trust you or feel safe trying to give you another chance or trusting you. So be open and transparent with your spouse moving forward because you can't fix what you did in the past. Like you cannot go back and undo what you did. But what you can do is learn from that mistake and moving forward, make sure it doesn't happen and constantly work on building the trust of your spouse. Another thing that's important to do is to keep the promises that you made to your spouse. So after you've broken their trust, moving forward, it's important to keep the promise. Even if it's something small like, I'm going to get you a biscuit from Hardee's when I get out from work, or I am going to watch the show with you, or whatever it is. Just make sure that you keep the promises that you make to your spouse. And so here's this little thing I want to tell you. Here's some advice. If you're going to keep the promises that you make to them, make sure any and every promise you make are promises that you can keep. Promises that are doable, promises that are sustainable, promises that you can keep. Because if you can't keep these promises, and if you see that you can't keep these promises, don't make them, okay? Do not make any promise to your spouse that you cannot keep. So this is for people who may have had their trust broken by their spouse. Um, what you can do is forgive your spouse. This is something that's important to do if you want the marriage to work and if you want to move forward with your spouse. It's important to forgive them. And I know you're like, why should I forgive them? They're the one who messed up. Well, it's important for you to forgive them because holding unforgiveness in your heart is like drinking poison and hoping it's going to kill the next person. It's not going to work. When you don't forgive someone, it has all of these physical reactions. Like you get anxiety, you get depression, you get stressed out. And you have all of these reactions in your body because it's natural. Because when you're stressed out, when you're angry, when you're frustrated, when you have fear, then your, our body goes into a fight or flight response. And so when we hold on to unforgiveness, our body is stuck, is caught in this fight or flight response. Now the fight or flight response um, is not meant for us to be in permanently or for a long period of time. It's just meant to alert us to danger and let us know whether we should fight for survival or run for survival. That's it. So the more we hold on to all of these feelings of being unforgiving and not forgiving ourselves, all we're doing is giving ourselves anxiety, depression, making ourselves sick, doing all of these things to ourselves and not, you know, and so when it's time to move forward, you have to forgive your spouse. Now, I am not saying that you have to forgive them immediately and be like, hey, you're forgiven, snap your finger, it's done. But what I'm saying is each day you can work toward forgiving your spouse. Like, so one day you can say, I'm not going to think as many bad thoughts about them today and work on that. It's a gradual process. It takes time. And like I said, it's a process. So forgiving your spouse is something that's going to take time, but it's something that needs to be done eventually, not for them, but for you. But of course they will benefit, but you benefit the most from forgiving your spouse. If you are the spouse that's been hurt, it's important to work on your own trust issues because this is going to give you some trust issues. 
Um, I read somewhere that people who have gone through infidelity in their marriage do develop and can develop post-traumatic stress disorder. I know, right? Who would have thought? So it's important to work on your own issues. How do you work on your issues? You can see a counselor. You can see a coach. You can do the work with yourself so that you'll be able to forgive them and be able to trust them again. Because if you don't trust them, even if the marriage doesn't work out, you're just going to take this baggage to the next relationship. And that's the last thing you want to do. So being able to forgive your spouse is very important when it comes to regaining trust and you building trust in your relationship. In addition to working on your own trust issues, this is important so that you can learn how to trust again. Now, if you're the person who's hurt your spouse, it's important that you are humble. Do not come in there like, well, I did this because you didn't do this, this, that, and the other. Or just get over it already. No, that's not the way to come. Because you have to recognize, I did something that hurt my spouse. I was wrong. Be humble about it. Ask for forgiveness. And let them take as long as they need to forgive you. And be humble and be apologetic. Now, I'm not going to say every single day, you're crying like, oh, I'm so sorry, I really messed up, or whatever the case may be. No, apologize, let them know how sorry you are, give them whatever they need, whether it's space, whether it's explanation, whatever it is, and then work on yourself to be a better version of you. But be humble. Another thing that you can do to rebuild trust with your spouse is to talk to them, you know? Just let them know what's going on. Because I find that so many of these trust issues develop because of miscommunication. One spouse says something, someone else hears it a different way. So it's important to talk with your spouse. Let them know what's going on. Be honest, be open. And make sure it is a clear understanding of what is happening so that they will know exactly what's going on. And you guys will have open communication. And finally, the last thing I'm going to tell you to do is release the anger. When you feel as if your spouse has broken your trust, it's a huge betrayal and you'll feel betrayed. You'll feel lots of different ways. You could feel anger, hurt, sadness, all of these things, humiliated, taken advantage of, all of these things. But it's important to release the anger. And when I say release the anger, I'm not saying go crazy and beat your spouse up or do terrible things like burning their clothes or anything like that. No, I'm not talking about that. But release the anger. So if you like to write, write about how you're feeling. If you like to draw, maybe you can draw like what anger looks like, what you can imagine anger looking like. If you like listening to music, do that. But whatever it is, release that anger. And even if it's like going outside and screaming or maybe having a pillow that you punch or talking to a counselor can be helpful. It's important to release the anger so that it, you can have a clear path to moving on and not carry this baggage with you as you try to work on the relationship and rebuild trust. Now, I know it's important to understand that rebuilding trust is not going to be easy, and I've already said that, but I want you to really know it's not going to be easy. I'm going to say it again. It is not going to be easy, so don't set yourself up for failure. Know it's going to be hard, but also know that it is something that is completely doable. Yes, it's going to take some time to rebuild the trust in your marriage. Yes, it's going to seem like it's taking forever to get back the trust that you once had. But be encouraged and know that even though it's going to take some time, 
it's doable it's something you can absolutely do and you just need to change your behavior and then let them know moving forward that they can trust you now the song we're going to listen to this week is called told you before and it's about a woman who is trying to rebuild the trust in her marriage so here is the song told you before I know in the past she broke your heart Now it is hard for you to trust me When I look into your eyes, I see the pain you feel But I hope my love will help you heal Told you over and over again that I love you with everything Told you over and over again I'll be with you until the end Told you over and over again that I love you with everything Told you over and over again I'll be with you until the end My love for you She said, and things that she did had a bad effect on you. Even though she's gone, you're still affected. Now that you're with me, you're starting to trust again. Love for you, it will 
Before I end the podcast, I would like to thank you so much for being here with me today. I absolutely love hanging out with you each week, and it's always a pleasure to spend time with you. If you love the podcast as much as I love spending time with you, I encourage you to share this week's episode with a friend or family member and make sure that you like and follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I will also love it if you will leave a review for the podcast so you can let me know how much you are enjoying the show. Because I am so thankful to you guys, I am going to be giving away a free gift. I understand that being married can be difficult and stressful at times. So if you are looking for a way to stop arguing and resolve issues in your marriage, then click the link below in the show notes to download your free PDF about how to solve problems in your marriage. If you would like to contact me, feel free to contact me on social media by clicking the links in the show notes, and I promise you that I will respond to your message. Well, I think that's all for now. So until next week, have an amazing day and a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye.